Child of Our Time interview, Professor Richard Mitchell from the University of Glasgow talks about why being a scout or a guide when you're young could be good for your mental health later on. Our team uh, of researchers is really interested in things in our environment which might help keep us healthy uh, and might help reduce the health gap between richer and poorer people. So we've done a lot of work in the past on green space uh, and outdoor activity. And one of the things that happens when you do this is that you you end up meeting lots of people like scouts and guides and and outward bound organisations, because these are the people that help get children into the outdoors. And through conversations with them, we started to have this idea that maybe if you were a scout or a guide or you did something like that as a child, maybe as an adult, you'd be more likely to spend more time outdoors. Um, So actually, that was the question that I originally started this this project with. Could we find data which said whether you were a scout or a guide or you you did outdoor exercise as a child? And and then did you continue to do that as an adult? So we know that we needed longitudinal data. Uh, And in our search um, for data, we we came across the NCDS, the National Child Development Study. um, And actually, unfortunately, it doesn't capture whether you do exercise in the outdoors as an adult, but it does capture lots of incredibly interesting things. And Chris Dibbon, who's a colleague of mine in the team, who is interested in youth development, kind of helped reshape our ideas to say, listen, maybe we could we could still do this study and we could think about the effects on mental health in adulthood of being uh, in the Scouts and Guides as a child. So it was kind of a marriage of two ideas, really. So you decided the NCDS was the data set uh, for you. You mentioned it there. Tell us a bit about it. This is a study which has followed a group of people born in the UK in a single week in 1958, and it, it follows them throughout their lives. And the brilliant thing about the data set is that at each stage of their lives, we have loads of information about the circumstances of the participants. So when they're children, we know an awful lot about the kind of family they they were growing up in, what kind of home they had. And we know quite a lot about their parents and actually their parents' attitudes to education and aspirations for their child's future and so on. And then as these children are followed, we get to see what happens to them. So we get to see how well they do at school, what kind of jobs they go on to get or not. uh, And as they progress through adult life, what happens to them and and their health and well-being. And what sorts of things were people in that study asked that helped you with your particular piece of research? One of the things we're worried about in this research is if we do detect an effect of being a scout or a guide, maybe it's just that these children uh, were in more middle class families. Maybe they had slightly pushier parents. Uh, And actually, if they have uh, better mental health in later life, maybe it's a function of that rather than the scouts or guides. So we want to know things about their childhood circumstances, which allow us to take account um, of the kind of home and family they were growing up in. So, for example, we had information on their parents' jobs. We had information on whether there was a family history of mental illness, which, of course, might make it more likely that they would have poor mental health in later life. Uh, We were interested in their parents' aspirations for them. How long did they want them to stay at school uh, and, and those kinds of things? And we also wanted to know, of course, whether the children attended scouts or guides or not, whether they did some other kind of out of school activity. Uh, And we were interested, too, in in how much exercise they took uh, and whether they were oriented to the outdoors or not. 
So talk us through the basic sort of facts and figures and how you went about measuring people's mental health then. We had just under 10,000 people. Uh, about a quarter of them had been a scout or a guide as a child. Um, and we were able to assess their mental health in adulthood using a well-established measure called the SF36, which basically asks people a series of questions about how they've been feeling uh, and what their attitudes to life has been in the sort of four weeks prior to interview. Uh, and it's, it's a standard measure it's used all around the world and essentially it gives you two things it gives you a score between naught and 100 which is basically a measure of how how good is your mental health but for those uh, people who are scoring less than about 65 on that scale that's a pretty good indicator that actually they have a rather more serious mental health issue something like an anxiety disorder for example so we have two measures of mental health we have the kind of scale and we also have an indicator of whether this is somebody who actually has some mental health problems. So loads of fantastic information. What were you able to, to make of it all? What, you know, what, what were the main things that came out of it? Okay, so we found that children who were in the guides or scouts were about 18% less likely to have a mood or anxiety disorder at age 50 than those who were not in the guides uh, or scouts. But what was really exciting was that this protective link seems really strong for children who grew up in less advantaged households who are growing up in poorer circumstances. So normally in population health we see a gap in health between those from richer and poorer backgrounds but amongst the scouts and guides we didn't see that gap at all so it seems to have closed that inequality. Was the same true for other activities that children might be in, involved in or was it particular to scouting and guiding? One of the great things about NCDS is it, it, it does tell us about other activities that the children did. So we knew, for example, whether they were in church groups or other kinds of voluntary groups. So we're able to compare um, participating in those kinds of groups with scouts or guides. Uh, and in our study, we did not see the protective effect on those other activities. It seemed peculiar to being a scout or a guide. So revisiting this idea that it was particularly uh, good for children from poorer backgrounds to be a scout or a guide, I wonder what you make of all of that. Well, what we think is going on here is if you think about what being a scout or a guide is actually doing, it's, it's giving you a chance to experience new challenges, helping you to maybe face challenges and learn that you can meet those challenges with the help of, of friends and, and teachers and, and, and guidance and so on. So maybe what's happening here is that for the more affluent children, they're already in an environment where they're getting that kind of richness of education. For the poorer children, maybe Scouts or Guides is actually acting uh, as a kind of extra level of education, if you like. So it's a kind of a richer, deeper experience for them. So what's been the response to your findings? The, the findings have gone down very well. Um, you can imagine the Scouts and Guides uh, are fairly pleased. One of the interesting things is that some other youth development groups have been in touch with us to ask us why we didn't comment on them. So the Boys Brigade and the Girls Brigade, for example, have been uh, in touch with us. Uh, and we can only analyse the data that we have. And of course, in, 19, uh, in the 1950s, you know, we weren't responsible for setting the questionnaires. But the nice thing is that in, in, we're speaking to these organisations now to see if they have data sets um, which we would be able to draw from to test out to see if it's something common to other kind of youth development schemes. Now obviously mental health is a huge area of concern for policy, health, for, for us all basically. It, you know, it's in the news every day at the moment. What can we learn would you say from your work? I think we can learn uh, a couple of really important things. First of all that actually particular forms of education, not necessarily the kind of academic in the classroom type stuff but other kinds of education developing character for 
example, can be useful for protecting your mental health. Um, so we can do things um, in childhood that will have a lasting effect through adulthood. So I think that's really important to take on board. And secondly, I think it turns us on to the idea that uh, mental health is an issue um, in middle age, that lots of people do have mental health problems, uh, and we need to pay much more attention to protecting our mental health throughout our life, uh, throughout our life course. What plans are in the offing to take the work further? We have identified that there does seem to be this protective effect, but what we haven't done yet is really to explore exactly how it happens. And we have a couple of ideas. One is that um, perhaps the skills that you learn in being a scout or a guide are actually useful for getting you into a better situation. Maybe you get a better job or a better relationship as an adult as a consequence of the skills you've learned. Maybe that's one way in which you protect your mental health. Another is that the skills you acquire help you to face down the challenges that we all face throughout our life. So we have these kind of competing ideas for how scouts or guides might be protecting mental health. And we want to try to do more research to see if we can say which or is the more important mechanism. And then the second thing is, as I hinted about, there are other youth development um, organisations and we want to try to work with some of those to see if we can see these effects for other schemes. And we have identified um, some other data sets that do distinguish, for example, Boys Brigade and Girls Brigade from Scouts or Guides. So we want to try to work with those data sets next. Being prepared, guide and scout participation, childhood social position and mental health at age 50 is researched by Richard Mitchell, Chris Dibbon and Chris Playford and is published in the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health.